A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 17th of May. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Steve Forbes. Protests worsen in Sri Lanka as the country runs out of fuel. How will we manage without fuel? All of the vehicles are here. We do not have any work now. This is our only job these days. There is nothing else to do. And Ukrainian troops evacuate Mariupol as it nears Russian control. They're avoiding the word surrender, but that does seem to be what's happening. Uh, there was, there were warnings in the last few days that the defenders were running out of ammunition. Times of London Daily World Briefing. In Sri Lanka, as protests rage on in some parts of the country, rickshaws have been seen queuing up at fuel stations in their hundreds, desperate for petrol. It comes as the new Prime Minister warned the crisis-hit nation was down to its last day of petrol and warned of tough times in the coming months. And it's left many panicked. How will we manage without fuel? All of the vehicles are here. We do not have any work now. This is our only job these days. There is nothing else to do. That's Mohammed Naushad, a rickshaw driver, as he waits in the hope there'll be some fuel left when it's his turn at the pump. Prime Minister Ranil Rigmarasinghe said $75 million in foreign exchange is urgently needed in the next few days to pay for essential imports. Matter, daddy, thing what? Against my own wishes, I am compelled to permit printing money in order to pay state sector employees and to pay for essential goods and services. However, we must remember that printing money leads to the depreciation of the rupee. The crisis has led to widespread protests against President Gotabaya Rajapaksa and his family, culminating in the resignation of his elder brother Mahinda as Prime Minister last week after fighting between government supporters and protesters killed nine people and wounded 300. Wigremasinghe's appointment was made in a desperate bid to calm protesters as a member of the opposition, and he's made a series of promises. Yes. We will build a nation without queues for kerosene, gas and fuel, a nation free of power outages, a nation with plentiful resources where agriculture can freely flourish, a nation where the future of the youth is secure, a nation where people's labour need not be wasted in queues and in struggles, a nation where everyone can lead their lives freely with three square meals a day. But protesters say they'll keep up their campaign as long as Gotabaya Rajapaksa remains president. After months of constant bombardment from Russia, the city of Mariupol is seeing the withdrawal of Ukrainian troops from the last stronghold of the port city. 
Ukrainian officials say more than 200 troops are being evacuated from the steelworks, and analysts believe this could mark the end of the longest and bloodiest battle of the war so far. Ukraine's military said it had ordered unit commanders to save the lives of the personnel and that troops had fulfilled their combat mission. Here's the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. We hope that we will be able to save the lives of our guys. There are severely wounded ones among them. They are given care. I want to stress out Ukraine needs Ukrainian heroes alive. That's our principle. Some reports suggest the majority are being taken to Russian-held towns in exchange for captured Russian soldiers. The Times of London's Richard Spencer, speaking from Dnipro, says it does appear that the Ukrainian soldiers have surrendered to the Russians. They're avoiding the word surrender, but that does seem to be what's happening. Uh, there was there were warnings in the last few days that the defenders were running out of ammunition. The numbers in there we were never quite clear of. Estimates range from a thousand to two thousand five hundred. It does seem there are not more than a few hundred now inside the plant. Two hundred and sixty have basically surrendered, been taken in many cases to hospitals in the Russian-controlled area. The remainder are expected, I think, to come out in the next day or two. It's a significant defeat for Ukraine. The cities in ruins and tens of thousands of civilians have died in the fight. The rest of Mariupol's firmly in Russian hands. Hundreds of Ukrainian troops and civilians had holed up beneath the city's Azovstal steelworks. Civilians inside were evacuated in recent weeks. On the way, the US eases sanctions on Cuba, imposed by the former president, and after more than four decades, the WHO returns to the place their fans were crushed to death. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Following a shooting at a Taiwanese church in Southern California at the weekend, officials say the suspect is a Chinese-born US citizen who hated Taiwan and drove from Las Vegas to commit the attack. Police say that 68-year-old David Chu chained the doors and placed glue in the locks at Geneva Presbyterian Church in the city of Laguna Woods before opening fire. One person was killed during the assault, 52-year-old Dr John Cheng. During a press conference, Orange County Sheriff Donald Barnes called the victim a hero. It is known that Dr Cheng charged the individual, the suspect, attempted to disarm him, which allowed other parishioners to then intercede, taking the suspect into custody. Without the actions of Dr. Chang, it is no doubt that there will be numerous additional victims in this crime. Five others were injured, all of whom are of Asian heritage. Police say that Mr Chu had stashed Molotov cocktails at the church and attempted to blockade the exits to prevent any of the 40 people attending an event there from escaping. The FBI said it was opening a hate crime investigation in the case. The Orange County District Attorney says that Mr Chu, who remains in custody, will likely be charged with one count of murder, five counts of attempted murder and four counts of unlawful possession of explosives. The United States has announced a series of steps to revise its policy towards Cuba, including easing some Trump-era restrictions on family remittances and travel to the island and sharply increasing the processing of US visas for Cubans. The Biden administration says the loosening of sanctions will see a cap on family remittances removed. That's the funds sent by migrants in the US to family members in Cuba. 
Previously, migrants were prevented from sending more than $1,000 every three months. More chartered and commercial flights will also be available to Havana, as well as the relaunch of family reunification programs and an expansion to the U.S. consular services there. Under the previous Trump administration, visa processing was slashed and larger hurdles were put in the way of U.S. citizens wanting to travel to Cuba for any other reason than visiting family. Cuba's foreign minister welcomed the announcement and said the easing of restrictions marked a small step in the right direction. A British man is facing the death penalty in Iraq after trying to take shards of pottery he found home as souvenirs. Retired geologist Jim Fitton collected the items when he was at a site in Eridu, in the southeast of the country, when travelling as part of an archaeology tour. He appeared in court in Baghdad on Sunday, telling the panel of judges he had no idea he was breaking the law. Both Fitton and German tourist Volker Waldmann have been held in Iraq since March, when the items were found in their bags as the tour group prepared to fly out of Baghdad. Head judge Jabba Abdel-Jabir told the pair that the site, by definition, is ancient and one does not have to say it is forbidden, while claiming that the size doesn't matter in relation to the shards taken. Mr Fitton's family have started a petition to try and free him, gaining 270,000 signatures so far. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a momentous moment in soccer history, here's John Jackson. Jake Daniels has become the first active male British professional football player to come out as gay for over 30 years. The 17-year-old Blackpool striker says the English second-tier club have been supportive of his groundbreaking move and he hoped to become a role model for others. While many female professional players are openly gay, there's still a huge stigma around homosexuality in the men's game. Australian A-League player Josh Cavallo is the only current openly gay top-flight male professional footballer in the entire world. English Prime Minister Boris Johnson, England national captain Harry Kane and many other clubs from around the world have shown their support to Jake on social media. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Almost 45 years since fans were injured in a crowd crush whilst they performed, the Who have returned to the stage in Cincinnati. Their latest tour took them to the Midwest city in Ohio for the first time since the tragedy which left 11 dead and many more injured. The British band had been touring in December 1979 when a rush of concert goers outside the Riverfront Coliseum's entry doors resulted in fatalities. After a failed attempt to return two years ago, the Who have returned, waiving their fee for the performance and donating all ticket proceeds to local charities. The families of nine of the 11 victims were also in attendance, given VIP front row tickets to the show. And finally, a study in Finland has found that dogs can be trained to sniff out cases of COVID-19 in a matter of weeks. Researchers say that the accuracy of a trained dog's nose is comparable with nose and throat swab tests. Four dogs were trained at the University of Helsinki, sniffing skin samples from 114 patients who tested positive and 306 negative samples. The dogs were able to detect the virus with 92% accuracy. Experts say the method could be used to pre-screen passengers at airports or patients in hospitals. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 17th of May. 
This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.